What is good, everybody? How's everybody doing? Welcome to the second episode of The Good Way of Life. I am Dante, the host. You can find this episode on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and potentially Google Podcasts. Uh, how's everybody's week doing? This is the second episode of The Good Way of Life, as mentioned earlier. Today, we're going to focus on the thought, striving against sin. Now, if you remember the first episode, which was last week's episode, uh, if you missed it, make sure you go ahead and watch it because it was a good episode. It was just an introductory episode. Uh, we titled the episode, The Peace is in God, and we're going to title today's episode, Striving Against Sin. Um, as I said in, at the end of last episode, this is not my series. This is God's series. I'm just the vessel or the messenger, whatever you like to say. But we want to dive straight into it. We don't want to spend too much talking on it. Uh, as I said before, though, you can find this uh, po- podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and potentially Google Podcasts, and it's titled The Good Way of Life because this life that I live, uh, aka living a sin-free life, is a, is such a good life that um, I want to introduce people to it, and how do you live this life? Well, first off, you live it by living free from sin, and you live it by striving against sin. So we want to go ahead and get into the thought. Uh, if you have your Bibles, for those listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or any of the podcasting apps, rather, you can turn your Bibles to Hebrews, the 12th chapter. If you're watching me on YouTube, you could just look at the screen, Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and verse number one, the Bible says, wherefore sin." Paul said, we are compassed about so great, about so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside our heavy weights. Let us lay aside our heavy weights, he said, and the sin which doth so easily. Paul said, let us lay aside our heavy weights. Let's lay aside the sin. Let's lay aside the things that are hindering us from living a life for God. Our heavy weights, you know, the scripture is often compared to uh, people who run track. When people run track, they run track in light clothing because they don't want to be hindered by heavy clothing. So they wear stuff that it's light so they can run faster. So it's not a burden onto them. What Paul said in this spiritual race that we're running, let us lay aside these things he said, and the sin which doth so easily. Listen, it's easy to commit sin. It's easy to lie. It's easy to cuss. It's easy to do many things. But Paul said, listen, let's lay aside those things. And he said, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Well, when we get rid of sin, get rid of flesh, and we start living a life for God, there's a race that we've been entered into. There's a fight, a spiritual fight. That we've been entered into. So Paul said let us lay aside these things. And let us run this race. That is set before us. Verse number 2 says. Looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith. Listen. When we enter this race. When we enter this fight. We must look unto Jesus. He's the author. He's the finisher. Of our faith. Jesus said I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, 
and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Well, listen, when Jesus went to Calvary's cross, he went there with joy. He didn't murmur. He didn't complain. That's how we have to be. When we enter into this race, when we enter into this fight and we start going through many different things, many different battles, that's how we have to be. We have to go through these things with joy. With joy. We're not going to listen. When we're striving against sin, and we're going to get to the point where we get our thought out of here in a second. But when we're striving against sin, it's not always going to be easy as far as... The, uh. I would say as far as the tests and trials come. Because when you're saved, then you would have had to live two lives, if that makes sense. You would have lived the saved life and now you would have you would have lived the sinful life and now you would live now you're living the saved life. Well you know well you know what the saved life consists of. I'm sorry, you know what the sinful life consists of. And you know what the saved life consists of. But when we're going through tests and trials and the devil's trying to tempt us to go back and turn back our backs on God, it's not always going to be easy to resist flesh. But at those times, we can't go through those things complaining, murmuring. We got to go through these things with joy. The Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. We're going to have to endure tests, endure trials. There's many things that we're going to go through that we're going to have to endure. I'm sorry, I've been looking at the wrong camera. But are we willing to endure? Just the second time in back-to-back -back episodes. I'm thinking we, uh, anyway, are we willing to endure? When we're going through different things, different tests, different trials, even our life battles, whether we're saved or we're not saved, are we willing to push through these battles? Are we willing to endure through these battles? Verse 3 says, For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your minds. Listen, I want to say this. Hold on, let me get, let's get the first four. It says, ye have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And that's where the title, the thought comes from this, uh, today. Striving against sin. Well, listen, we want to strive against sin. When Christ came, he came and he was striving against sin. Living the life for God is going to require striving against sin. You can't serve God in sin. You can't be a soldier of, of God in sin. You can't be a child of God in sin. Why, how, how do you know that? Well, the Bible says over in 1 John, 1 John, the third chapter. Well, you might say, Dante, how do you know you can't serve God in sin? Well, if you go to 1 John, the third chapter. And we read about verse number four. The Bible says, whosoever committed sin transgress, transgresses also the law. For sin is the transgression of, of the law to my God's law. Transgression means transgress, trans, transgressive means to break a law. All right. So sin is the breaking of the law. It says, and ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sins. Here they're talking about Jesus Christ. It says, whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever abideth in the body of Christ sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. 
Okay, the Bible says little children in verse 7, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. And the Bible says he that committeth sin is of the devil. For the, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Verse 9 says, whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot commit sin. He, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Well, listen, there you go. You can't serve God. You can't be a child of God in sin. Because if you're serving God, that means you're a child of God. Well, you can't do those things in sin. Therefore, we must strive against it. Striving against sin, which is the title of today's episode. Striving against sin. Sin and God don't mix. It's like mixing oil and water. The two just don't go together. They don't mix. God is light, right? And sin represents darkness. Well, how do you know that? First John, the fifth chapter. Uh, or, yeah, no, it's first John, the first chapter. I'm sorry. First John, the first chapter, and about verse number five. Uh, actually, we're going uh, to start at verse number five. Yeah. It says, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declared unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Darkness representing sin, right? God is light and in him is no darkness at all. But this brings out the point where it says God is light and sin is darkness. Verse 6 says, 1 John 1 and 6, it says, If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Well, guess what? If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in sin, we are lying. We can't have fellowship with God and we're in sin. And the Bible says, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess of our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is light, right? And sin is darkness. You can't be in a dark room and have light on at the same time. It doesn't work like that. Well, you might say, well, what about my phone? Like, no, we're talking about light. The path of the justice is the shining light. But well, we're talking about God. He's a light. We're talking about the light of God, right? You can't be in a dark room and have a light that's bright on at the same time. So, in other words, you can't serve God and commit sin at the same time. It just doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. You can't have your way and have God's way. So if you're Christian, if you're true to God, things like that, this episode is to encourage you. Or if you, maybe you're not Christian. Maybe you want to get a more knowledge of what this good way of life really is. Well, this episode is to encourage you to strive against sin and to continue to strive against sin. And then you might oppose the question, why must we strive against sin? Well, if you go to Psalms, the seventh chapter, 
we want to bring out some things here for you. Psalms, the seventh chapter. I hope this is a blessing to anybody that's watching it. Um, I just want to encourage people. I just want to show people this good way of life because this really is a good life that I that that I and so many others live. It's peaceful, joyful. You know, when when you live this life, you you see what true love really is. So if you turn your Bibles to Psalms, the seventh chapter and verse number eleven, for those that have them. If not, you can see them right on your screen. If you're watching me on YouTube, it says God judges the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. God judges the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. Well, what does the wicked represent? The wicked represent those in sin. It represents those in sin. And the Bible says, I'm sorry, the Bible says in verse 12, it says, if he turn not, he will wet his sword, and he have hit, bent his bow, and made it ready. Verse 13 says, he hath also prepared for him the instruments of death. He ordained his arrows against the prosecutors. Listen, God has the power to wipe us out easily with the snap of the finger he has the power to do that God does not like sin therefore we must strive against it he never liked it if you go back to Adam and Eve's day he didn't like it uh, you see what he did with Adam and Eve through Adam uh, Eve at the garden if you go back to Sodom and Gomorrah's day uh, out of two cities, it was Abraham that stood between God and Sodom and Gomorrah. And God gave Abraham, listen, God said, I think he said, if it be about ten righteous, I won't destroy the city. But out of two cities, he couldn't find ten righteous. Uh, at first, it was about, I think, 50, and then went down to 40. And I believe at the, the end result, it was ten. But out of two cities, you couldn't find this amount of people. And you had Lot, his wife, and his two daughters that came out of Sodom and Gomorrah. But even when they were walking on, uh, going up the mountain uh, that they were told to go up to, Lot's life looked back and missed the lifestyle of Sodom and Gomorrah and turned back. So God didn't like, he never liked sin. He doesn't like it. He doesn't go along with it. When you think about Noah's day, God had Noah to build an ark. And he was going to come and he came and destroyed that earth or generation, whatever you want to say. Because he didn't go along with the wickedness of man. In other words, he didn't go along with the sin. So we must strive against it. Listen, and the thing about it is we must live a life free from sin because we can't, we can't buy our way into heaven. Why can't we? Well, Jesus already paid the price when, when he came and he went on Calvary's cross. He paid the price. All we have to do is make 
All we have to do is strive against sin. God doesn't like sin, didn't like it, never liked it, and never will like it. God is not like man. He cannot lie. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, if he cannot lie, if God didn't like sin then, he won't like sin now. Come on. Romans, the sixth chapter, and I want to continue to express to you why we must strive against sin because this thing is real. This thing is important here. Romans, the sixth chapter, and verse number one. The Bible says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we say that our dead to sin live any longer therein? Listen. How shall we continue in sin and God forbid? Is not God's will for mankind to sin? So how can we serve God in sin and God doesn't allow it? It says God forbid, that means he doesn't allow it. So how can we be a child of God, a follower of Christ, as some say, and we're not striving against sin? Well, you might say what well, the Bible says over in Romans, the third chapter, for all have sinned. And I'm going to pull it up for you because it is in the Bible. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned. Plur sinned. You see the ED at the end of sin? Sinned. And come short of the glory of God. Well, listen, if you look at the ED at the end of sin, it's not saying for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's saying for all have sinned. That means it was the time in my life where I once committed sin. There was a time in, in other people's lives where some of them once committed sin, but they no longer commit sin. That's why it says, for all have sinned. Well, let me give you Romans the sixth chapter that would, that would, you know, defeat this scripture. Well, you might say, well, striving against sin. Well, the Bible says, for all have sinned. Well, no, the Bible was saying, yes, all have sinned. Yes, we all have sinned before, but that don't mean we, you know, living a life in sin. Ro let me give you Romans, the sixth chapter in verse number 17. The Bible says, but God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine, which was delivered, which was delivered you being then made free from sin. Ye became the servants of righteousness. If we're going to serve God, it's going to take striving against sin. It's going to take living a life free from sin. We can't get to heaven in sin. Heaven is filled with the, whole, with the holy people. A people that turn from their wicked ways, their sinful ways, and turn to God. Romans, the ninth chapter. We're going to be in Romans uh, just for one more scripture. And then we got two more scriptures after this, and it'll be the end of the episode. Romans, the ninth chapter. Don't want to be too long on the episode here, but I just want to encourage people to strive against sin, to live a life for God. The Bible says in Romans 5 and 1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. The peace is in God. But what, what must you do to get this peace? What must you do to get this joy? You must strive against sin. You must live a life free from sin. 
Turn from the sinful ways. Confess from sin and turn from it and don't commit it. And you have peace with God. Have faith that God saved you and you have peace with God. Romans, the ninth chapter. I'm sorry if I'm getting a little too loud for you. Sometimes it's just, it's encouraging. And, you know, sometimes it's just, I don't want to get, seem like I'm getting too loud, but sometimes I just kind of can't help myself. Romans, the ninth chapter, and verse number 20, um, verse number 22, the Bible says, What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? What if God was willing to show his wrath on us? When we were in sin. What do you mean by that? Well, we know God don't like sin. The Bible says, as, as we brought out earlier, God is angry with the wicked every day. So what if God, instead of showing mercy on us time and time again, instead of showing his love to us time and time again, instead of listening to or answering some and most of our prayer requests. Why? Stay with me here. Imagine, rather, if he just showed his wrath on us and just wiped us off like we know he could. Because God is powerful. God can do anything he, he wants to. He made the birds. He made the bees. He made the tree. He made the seas. He can destroy us all. But no. He didn't destroy us. He's showing mercy to us time and time again. That we may answer his call. Strive against sin. Strive means to struggle, or one of the definitions of strive, rather, means to struggle or fight vigorously. If we're going to strive against sin, we must strive against the enemy. That means we must fight. That means we must fight. And God gives us the power, he gives us the strength, he gives us the grace, but are we willing to fight for him? God gives us what we need. He gives us what we need to be successful. He gives us what we need to, to deny sin, to strive against sin. But are we willing to, to, to fight? It's going to take a fight on our end. We can't just strive against sin, um, going through our day, not praying to God, not dedicating our lives to God. It's going to take dedication, consecration to strive against sin, prayer, reading, you know, different things like that. That would get us, you know, like our armor, our weapon, the Bible. We get in here and read and get a knowledge of things and God will give us the knowledge that we need. That So when the enemy shall rush in like a flood, the spirit of God will lift up a standard against it. And all we got to do is pray when we're going through different tests. 
going through different trials. We we don't have to murmur. We don't have to complain. We don't have to commit sin, but we can pray. Lord, keep me. Lord, guide me. It was David, I believe, in the book of Psalms. Either, either David or Daniel, but I strongly believe it was David. He was meditating to God. And he said, lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness. Well, whether we're saved, whether we're sanctified or not, we need God to continue to lead us in his righteousness so that we may stay saved, we may stay sanctified, or if we're not these things, we can get saved. Lead me, God. I need you to lead me so that I may strive against sin. Are we willing to fight for God? Titus 2 and 11. Titus 2 and 11. Are we willing to fight for God? Are you willing to dedicate your life for God? Come on. Titus 2 and 11. Titus 2 and 11. We're almost at a close here. We got one more scripture after this. The Bible says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Listen, if you go back to verse 12, it says, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Listen, God gives us the power. He gives us the strength. He gives us the grace to fight. He teaches us how to deny sin, how to deny ungodliness, how to deny unrighteousness. Being saved is to be sin free. If you go to verse 14, it says, who gave himself? Who is he? Jesus. Jesus gave himself that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people. In other words, a holy people. Amen. Uh, zealous of good works zealous meaning enthused stoked of good works of righteous works I'm no longer enthused in the selling drugs in the partying lifestyle but I'm enthused in the good works of God because God teaching me has given me the grace and he's given me the strength that I may strive against sin. Striving against sin. Listen. First Timothy, the sixth chapter. We got two. Okay, we really got two more after this. I've seen another scripture in my notes that I want to get to before this episode is over. 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter, and verse number 11. We're dealing with striving against sin here. And if you remember at the beginning of the episode, I said, we enter, when, when we begin to strive against sin, 
as, as we turn to 1 Timothy 6 and 11, I said, as, as we begin to strive against sin, we've entered into a race and a fight. The Bible says, but thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed the good profession for many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. Listen, we're in a good fight of faith. I've, t I've told my family this, and I've said this before. I have no mind in going into the military. I have no mind in going and fighting in world war, whatever. But I have a mind in continuing to fight the good fight of faith. Striving. Against sin is going to take fighting, spiritually speaking. Paul said in Ephesians 6 and 12, he said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God in verse 13. He said, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. And then he said some other stuff that lost my mind. But... We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're not fighting against other human beings, but we're fighting spiritually against the devil, against the enemy, and his angels. Striving is going to take fighting spiritually speaking, as I brought out. Strive, one of the definitions is to struggle or fight vigorously. But we're going to have to fight. We may not want to fight, but if we want to make heaven our home, if we want to live a life for God, if we want to be a child of God, it's going to take striving against sin as we close out in Luke the 13th chapter. Luke 13 and verse 24, I want to say. Yes. Luke 23, actually, 13, 23. It says, Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive, strive to enter in at that straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. Listen, I don't want to be one of those people that when I see Jesus face to face, he's saying, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. But I want him to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Well, what is it going to take for me to do that? It's going to take striving against sin to get to that point. The Bible talks about Jesus and the woman of adultery, and I believe it was two Jews there, two Pharisees, rather. And they were going to stone her. And Jesus said, those without sin in their life, it was either disappear or um, those without sin in their life stay. And they disappeared from them. And... Jesus said, listen, I go my way, but if you die in your sins where I am, you cannot come. Well, where is Jesus going? Jesus said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If that were not so, I would not have told you. 
I go to prepare a place. Well, where is Jesus going? He's going to heaven. And we can't get to heaven lest we strive against sin. You can't get to peace unless you're striving against sin. You can't get to joy unless you're striving against sin. This is the good way of life. I'm Dante. This life that I live is good. I live a sin-free life. And I want to encourage others that are not living this life to live it. And if you're living this life, I want to encourage you to stay on this path. To stay on this track. This is the second episode of The Good Way of Life. Striving Against Sin. You can find this episode on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and potentially Google Podcasts. Till next episode. Till next video. And for those that watch me on YouTube, until next stream, I'm out.